Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there and welcome to the show brought to you by Levi Solicitors. 15% off the big three legal services, wills, probate, conveyancing. Do you want to say it, Phil, now, now, you, now you're on board? Wills, probate, convincing. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, Levi'sSolicitors.co.uk forward slash Monday Club for that. I'll quote Monday Club when you contact Levi's. You can get the regular 10% off your legal fees and everything else. Legal services for you personally and for your business. Head to Levi'sSolicitors.co.uk forward slash Monday Club. Dan here from the Square Ball, along with Phil Hay from The Athletic, as we dive into the little uh, bite-sized Monday edition um, where we have a bit of a chat. Against the clock for, for 15 minutes, you and I, Phil. Um, we will start that clock right now, and um, I'll tee you up with the first question, which is, um, well, it's more of a statement. It's not Brendan Rodgers, then. No, it's not. Um, appeal to the 49ers, um, as he would, really, despite what had gone on at Leicester, still has, has high stock in the game. But the indication from Rodgers right from the very start was that he, he wasn't tempted. He didn't want to drop into the championship. I think he felt himself, and we'll see whether or not he, he does end up at Celtic, but he felt that if the Celtic job was there for him and, and he could take it and he went up there and did well, it would open the door again to a Premier League position, which I think is what he, he is really after long term. And there's no denying what whatever your view of Scottish football, that it is a route into that league. You know, it's, we've had Ange Postacoglu going to Spurs previously. You've had Rodgers himself moving south, although he was a Premier League coach prior to going to Celtic for the first time. Um, and also Stephen Gerrard to, to Aston Villa. So, no, to, um, long story short, it, it won't be Rodgers coming to Leeds. As I say, I think 49ers Enterprises would have been very happy if if that had been one they could have done this summer and if he could have been their first pick as, as head coach. But it was a long shot from the start. It always seemed like it was going to be a long shot. And he really hasn't he hasn't budged from that position of of really being you know resistant to the idea of taking this on. Big fan of Celtic, Phil? Oh, huge. Yeah, massive, <laughs> massive. Great set of lads. <laughs> Do a detector anyway. Yes. Um, so if not Rogers, then it's going to be somebody else. Hey, another. It feels like this is the crucial week. Uh, the the yes. talk appears to be that the in face, um, face to face, face to face. You know what I mean. Um, in person, that's the word I was after. Interviews of this week, i.e., today, yeah, tomorrow, but, maybe. So yeah, that'd be the the final process. They are up against the clock now. I mean, they've been up against the clock from the end of the season, and more so this summer. Even had it been fairly stable. 
um, or more stable um, than it has been ownership wise. The World Cup obviously truncated the season quite quite dramatically. So we are already at the point where the fixtures are coming this Thursday. Premier League fixtures are, are already out. It's kind of blink and you miss it this summer. But I keep mentioning the, the start back date of July the 2nd for the, the initial group of players who will come in. Your internationals, um, people who've been involved in the Nations League will get longer a slightly longer break, longer holiday um, before they return. But you will have a, a fairly large group in on July the 2nd and there simply has to be a head coach in place by then. And, and the club know it. That head coach really does need some proper preparation time. Although head coaches these days tend to be very good at being pre-prepared, even when they're going through recruitment processes of knowing what they will do if, if they get the nod. But it does need to conclude this week. I think we will see it conclude this week. You'll have all the the big hitters heavily involved um, on Leeds' side uh, in these discussions and, and in these meetings. And it will be another week, a little bit like a couple of weeks ago with the takeover, where we're just waiting for a verdict and for white smoke. I mean, um, nature abhors a vacuum, doesn't it? It's been pretty quiet since that story first broke about the the takeover being in the process of, of being completed. As you say, it's two weeks until the players are now back. Do you think this has taken too long to recruit a manager? Or why is it that maybe it's taken until this week to get them sort of boxed off? Is it, are we waiting for the personnel from San Francisco? Or what? what's the big deal here? Well, the Paragmanati will be involved in... In this process, I mean, as, as you know, chairman to be at the club, it, it will, I assume, ultimately be his decision about um, uh, about what is done, and, and he'll take guidance on that. And it's not a secret that Angus Kinnear has kind of been leading this process from an early stage or, or from the end of the season, where setting up preliminary meetings, preliminary chats with people, sounding out possible options while the takeover deal was pending and, and while they were really waiting for that green light to let them get on with it properly. I think what you'd say is that by the time this is done, it will have taken as long as it was able to take. It, it can't stretch much further than this purely because of the, the timing of pre-season. You'll have seen Leicester last week doing Enzo Maresca, Manchester City's number two, as, as their new head coach. A really interesting appointment, I think, actually, and, and quite fascinating to see how, how that goes for them. It's not as if it's all sweetness and light at Leicester and the implications for them from relegation, but the fact that their ownership situation is established and, and fairly settled meant that they were able to get on with it, I think, a little bit more quickly than Leeds. But even so, it, it took until Friday of last week for them to, to properly nail that down. So I would think at Leeds, within the next few days and certainly by the end of this week, they'll have it in their heads that they will have this decided and, and they'll know what is happening. And I don't think an appointment at this point in June necessarily creates a problem. I mean, I think back to Bielsa arriving, I think it was June the 23rd when he appeared at Thorpe Arts for the first time and then came and did that long press conference down at Ellen Road. I think what you have to say with Bielsa is that his background work and his preparation was ludicrously detailed to the extent where he really was just able to walk in and, and know exactly who he had, what he wanted and what, what he was going to do. But I don't think that's to say that the... You know, average high-level head coach these days doesn't do their own background too. Um, there will be people who, you know, the people who have been spoken to, the people who are involved in this, will know what they're going to do if they get the keys to the door. And we've seen Andrea Radrazzani, outgoing owner um, via Ace of Ventures. He's broken cover again this weekend on on Twitter, doing it in a really strange sort of second-handed way, where he manages to communicate his overall thoughts, but in through the prism of of replying to one person in particular. He never just comes out and says something, it's always a reply to somebody else. It's it's quite a kind of slow goodbye as well, isn't it? I think from what we gather at Sampdoria, this, the first stage of what needed to happen with them um, as part of the takeover bidding group that he's involved in has now happened. There's more to be done. And I think 
the time frame looks like there will be official completion of this if all goes well at some point in September. But again, I think it allows them, a little bit like the 49ers at, at this end, I think it allows the Radrazani group to get on with certain decisions and certain changes and um, certain administrative deals that need to be done or, or need to, to be agreed. So he is, you know, this is him exiting the club little by little, but it will take EFL approval and formal completion of 49ers Enterprises takeover, which we expect to come, you know, pretty soon. Um, it will take that um, in order for it to be leads in officially in new ownership and, and in new hands. For the benefit of anybody who hasn't seen his tweet, uh, he replied to somebody in response to him initially tweeting, which he deleted. So he deleted the initial tweet saying Forza Samp, which he reposted again. But in replying to the initial tweet, he said, we had three years of exciting football with Marcelo and historical moments for the club, referring to Leeds United. I'm sorry it didn't end as I wanted and I disappointed you all. We uh, did mistakes and we paid a big price for it. I'm sure the club is in good hands and has a bright future. Uh, anything to disagree with there, Phil? No, I don't think so. Really, it's about as contritional as anything we've we've had from him up to this point, and certainly very, very different to the statement that he issued a, a few days after relegation, which was almost implying that, from his perspective, that there was the scope for him to stay on, and and that he he might not be departing in the way that that we all expected. But I think realistically, this had to happen. I think the the issue with the stadium. You know, being potentially offered Ellen Road, being potentially offered as part of that that loan for Sampdoria, certainly caused enough friction in the boardroom for for people to to on both sides, I think, to decide that this this couldn't persist and, and couldn't go on. So here we are, and I guess you, you have to say that 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 people would like to hear a hell of a lot more from him than that. I think when it comes to what's gone on over the, the past two years, but yeah, contrition's never a bad thing in these circumstances. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And a new story this morning, Monday morning as we speak, about one of the uh, the investment group uh, behind 49 Enterprises, a guy called uh, Rudy Klein-Thomas, who's interesting. Um, 
background in yeah. NBA and and moving in sort of agency circles. Yeah, I, I mean, just to quickly recap on the way 49ers is, uh, Enterprise is set up, you have this core of, of main investment people or parties um, who are really leading the, the takeover and, and are the, the main the main thrust of this. And then you have the wider group, the added value group, as we keep calling them, who are making much smaller um, investments and really have a, a kind of minor interest in this financially, but will not be main players. Rudy Klein-Thomas is one of the, the main players. I think very good chance that he will end up on the club's board when this is um, when this is all finalised and all agreed. Below Pragmarati, who will be, be chairman. But he's, a, he's an interesting career, Klein-Thomas. He he'd studied at Providence in, in Rhode, Rhode Island and, he got into working as an NBA agent, working in basketball via an internship with the NBA, and his career has developed pretty rapidly um, from there. And and it's taken him into business circles, taken him in, into venture capitalist circles. You know, the, the type of people who we knew were going to be involved and, and be behind Forty Nineers Enterprises project um, at Leeds. So there's a, there's a profile online which people can read of him, gives a, a good indication of what he's done of of where his career's gone, what he's been involved in. And interesting guy to be involved, I think. And and there do seem to be quite a lot of personalities in this who, you know, are, are worth talking about and worth looking at. Any more names in the frame then that are coming to light? We've seen some of the celebrity ones, like the golfers and uh, and things like that. It, do you think they've maybe learned from like the Wrexham example and trying to get some faces, if you like, to front this out? This this is the, you know, the, the wider group that you were talking about. Well, that that to me seems to be the benefit of the added value group. Although, again, Questions need to be asked about that, about what the the sort of way the purpose of it is. Clearly, they are putting money in, so it, it creates a, a fund of sorts, and it, it helps to bulk up the amount of cash that is behind this Forty Niners Enterprise project. But you know that that is not where the the big sums of cash are coming from in in order to do the takeover. But you're right, you know, people like Ricky Fowler, who were talking, it was talking last week about um, trying to to get on board with Jordan Spieth and and at least one other golfer as well. They are faces who you can apply to this. They are people who can bring attention to the project. They are people who, I mean, to, to use Wrexham as an example, and you you mentioned them, um, I think it was American Airlines who are sponsoring their shirts in League Two. I mean, that is a big, big sponsorship deal. That, at, it's at that U- United Airlines, Phil, but close enough. United yeah. Airlines, sorry. Yeah. Um, you, you get the general idea. But yeah, that that's a, that's a really, really big name to have on a, a League Two shirt. And that, I guess, is the kind of difference that, that it can make. You would almost think that were Leeds still in the Premier League, and that was obviously the intention of the 49ers, was that, that they would buy Leeds in the Premier League. Then you don't necessarily need these personalities to spread the word and, and spread your name around because the Premier League gets so much exposure anyway. But I don't think it hurts, and I don't think it, it does any harm. And just to repeat something I, I said previously, the people who are in the added value groups uh, with you know really small investments in the club they're not going to be influencing strategic decisions and strategic um, ideas or plans at Leeds. That will come from the main core of investors. And I think more than anything, it will come from Marathi um, and the people closest to him. You know, he is, as chairman, he is going to oversee all of this. Does it feel like this is a crucial week coming up? Silly question, really. Well, a crucial decision, I think, rather than a crucial week. I mean, if if the search of the head coach was to drag on too much longer and I, and I really don't think it will and I really don't think it should but if it was then you'd almost be running up to the point where you were naming somebody right as pre-season was starting which is, is clearly not ideal so it's a crucial week in the sense that when it comes to picking the head coach they've got to get the decision right you know a decision has to work particularly if they do see this as a one season hit in the championship you know get at it get after it get promoted 
the head coach is, is crucial, absolutely crucial. Recruitment is going to be really important as well, but um, on the playing side. But when we ran the survey beginning of last week, just asking questions about what comes next, we, one of the questions was, what is the single most important decision of this summer? And the the largest number of responses was head coach. You know, that is the thing that will dictate how the team plays, that will dictate the, the plan of attack, um, that will dictate how good a side leads are, notwithstanding the fact that you need good players also. But um, yeah, it's, it's extremely important. So crucial week, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, two minutes to go on the clock. So I want to ask you about um, Andrea Aola, who was obviously linked to Leeds uh, in January, February, whenever it was that we were um, looking yeah. to replace Marsh. Uh, that one fell by the wayside because he couldn't get out of his contract with Vallecano. He's now not there anymore. Any danger of that one happening? Because it's one of those, it's sort of been bubbling under across the weekend, but I don't know if there's any substance to it whatsoever. It was, it was more more than linked back in February. I mean, my my understanding of it was that he was essentially first choice, or if not, you know, he's very, very close to the top of the list who, in ideal circumstances, which clearly won, they would have picked to um, replace Jesse Marsh. Victor Otter again did a lot of work on looking at, at Iriola. And from what I was told, the, the 49ers were kind of open-minded to Iriola, but there was a, a feeling that because his stock was really high after um, Rayo Vallecano, um, where he's now left, that it might be difficult in order to persuade him um, that he'd want to come and come and manage in, in this league. He is in a good position with a good reputation and he does seem to have a lot of people who rate him and, and like him. Again, it would be one that, that I think would be very good for Leeds that having looked at what he's done at Rayo Vallecano and without suggesting that it's easy to come in and make it a simple job of this and, and cruise out of the championship. He does look like a very, very good coach. So if it wasn't Iriola, it wouldn't be a surprise because he might himself feel that he's um, he's above this level. But it was never the case that he was totally ruled out. You know, nobody was ever saying to us, look, he, he just will not feature in this. Not in the way that people have been saying about Brendan Rodgers over the past the past week. So interesting days coming up. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, that we, we spoke, I think, on one of the mo- most recent shows saying that you wondered if when 49ers Enterprises came in, if they wouldn't maybe try and do something a little bit ambitious, you know, something a bit showy. Yeah. And that would be it, wouldn't it, if uh, if they got Iriola? I think they are getting advised. I think people people around them are saying to them, it's not necessarily a bad thing to do something pretty obvious in these circumstances. not necessarily a bad thing to, to go with what might be conventional or might have worked for other clubs in the championship before. But you know what it's like with new owners? Quite often they do want to do something that, that catches attention, um, creates a few headlines, feels ambitious. So, yeah, that's been in the back of my mind over the past week, definitely. Well, there you go. Full-time whistle on our 15 minutes. Uh, so welcome Daniel Farker then, <laughs> after all that. <laughs> Michael will be thrilled. Yeah, I think it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case at all, if it was Farker. Cause, uh, I don't think it would It would me either, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I do want to know we're running into overtime here, but I do wonder if they are in danger of overthinking it maybe sometimes, you know, with the management appointment. Well, to, to go by what they did initially and, and the, the groundwork that was done by Kinnear, you'd almost have said the, the opposite. Not that they were being ludicrously simplistic about it, but there did seem to be that sense of, you know, if something has been proven to work in that division before, then what's the harm in looking at it? What's the harm in thinking about it? Again, as I say, I think if you open the Daily Mail and it says it's Iriola, you'd be pretty happy with that. You know, and, and yes, if it's a bit out there, you might say, or, or if it's a, a ambitious, you might say, well, it's not necessarily taking the simple option that, but outstanding coach by the looks of things. Final question then, because we are well over time. Somebody will get upset about this, so I will wrap it Probably. up. But I just want to ask you, do you think by the time we reconvene in the second half of the week that they will have made an announcement? Um, 
I wouldn't like to pin my nails, uh, pin my colours to the mast and say absolutely yes, but I'd be quite surprised if by, and we'll be chatting on Thursday, um, I'd be surprised if by that point things hadn't developed. We shall see. Yeah. Thanks, Phil, for um, for our whistle-stop tour on Monday morning. Um, we will get back together on the square ball feed again. Uh, Thursday we're going to record, so that one should be out with you by about Friday. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Thank you very much. We'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. 